In Good Shape, your health magazine on DW, featuring an interview with a different expert every week. A hearing loss in your mid-40s, Dr. Misalim, is this a common problem? Sure, I see a lot of patients with these problems. They are coming just into my office when they have problems during the day when they just talk to each other and then they, they come into my office too for diagnostics. So, so this is one of the first symptoms that, that you can follow speeches and conversation? It's exactly that. So the typical situation if you're waiting for example for a train or being outside uh, here listening to the traffic and you want to talk to somebody else, this is a typical situation where you have problems then. And if a patient comes to you and says I've got some problems with my hearing, and what do you do with them? So I just check uh, the, the ear with my microscope and then we do, of course, a lot of diagnostics. So we have a lot of machines where we can do every test which, is, uh, which, which you can imagine to check the function of your ear. So you check every single part of the ear, starting from the outer part until to yeah, the inner parts of the for ear. Sure. Organic membrane, so we can check also the ossicles inside and, and the function of the inner ear. What are the main causes for the hearing loss? So when you're younger, the main reasons are usually inflammations, for example a child. If you're a little bit older, also chronic inflammations can come up be an issue. And later if you're older, so more than 65 years old, 40% of the people have problems with hearing because of a degeneration of the inner ear cells. So, so that's a normal way of life then? Yeah, it's physiological. And can you do anything about it? No. No, up to now we can't do anything about that and um, the thing is that not in every patient the same thing is, is coming up. Usually um, we have some patients being 65 having problems, others that start, the, the, these problems start when you're 70 or 75. But if say some, some younger person comes to you and got a lot of loss of hearing, can you do anything about this then? If you are younger and you have a chronic inflammation, for example, then we can do small interventions or a surgery to solve the problem. Sure. Mm -hmm. and, and you're putting some kind of implants into the ear to, to, to aid the hearing process of the patients. And I think you've got some implants yeah. here. So, so what do you do with them? Exactly. So we have some different kind of uh, implants. So we have implants which are replacing the function of the middle ear. So this is just something like an implantable hearing aid. You can see here this small thing. This is looking like a small ton. And if we put this just beside a, uh, a structure of the inner ear, then it can transduce the sound into the inner ear. It's something like an implantable hearing aid. And there are other implants if the inner ear is not working anymore, only the nerve is working, we can put this under the skin and then, for example, this electrode is implanted into the inner ear and this can stimulate then the nerve directly. So it's like a bypass because you're bypassing structures of the ear which don't work and go directly into the nerve. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is that what we do with these implants. If the, these cells are not working inside of the inner ear, we just replace it by this implant because then the nerve is directly stimulated, just like a pacemaker but just in another function. So what part of this um, implant is inside the ear and what part is outside? Inside of the patient is this part. So we put this under the skin and we put the electrode inside of the inner ear. And what the patient has to wear is this speech processor, which is just working in the same way like the hair cells. And this is what you can see if you look at the yes. patient. You can see this exactly. behind the ear. This is behind the ear and this is a coil which is just communicating with the implant which is under the skin. So this is a hearing aid you can use if some parts of the, of the inner ear is damaged or damaged. And when do you use normal hearing aids? Most of the patients need normal hearing aids and it's always the first way 
we have to choose for the patients. And if hearing aids are not working anymore, then these implants are an issue. Can you use these implants in patients of any age? Yes, these implants can be used in nearly every age. So we start doing this kind of surgery at the age of three months. These are really small children. And we can do it also on both ears in one session. And the main portion of the patients are, of course, elder patients, about 60, 70 years old. And there we are using always these implants just on one side, unilateral. But children grow and the implants don't. So do you have to remove them and change them over life? Usually not, because if you look to the implants, they have a coil which is long enough. So we put something like a reserve a coil inside of the ear bone. So if the child is growing, this is just straightening more and more. So this is usually not a problem that this is torn out of the inner ear. Dr. Mieselin, why is it so hard to treat tinnitus? So tinnitus is something which is arising in the inner ear. If you have a problem there, a hearing impairment, for example, then the sensation is coming up and a process starts which is just running around in the brain. And this is something which is very complex and not easy to treat. But if you would treat the hearing impairment in the first place, could you prevent tinnitus, for instance? We can't prevent it, but we can cover it. If the hearing impairment is treated, for example, by a hearing aid, then most of the patients have less complaints. We've got a lot of viewer questions, for instance, from Nairobi. Jacqueline is a DJ and she wants to know how to protect her hearing. There is a way to protect it. There are special uh, earplugs uh, on the market you can buy and they are just cutting off everything above 65 dB. This is just the level where we talk now. So this is uh, then uh, less dangerous for the ear. So the cutting it off means that they're bringing it down so that Jacqueline can still hear the music but she's hearing it um, on less, lesser volume. Exactly. So this is a very comfortable level. This is the same situation like we sit now here. If, we have, if you have the sound at that level, it's, it's very nice for you to listen and you can listen to everything what you would like. But is it practical? Because um, the DJs like to feel the drums, like to hear the music like the, the dancers do. Of course, it's practical, but I know that the compliance of the users are, is very low. But it's very important because that they don't need a hearing aid in the future. Like Zohan Cordia, who wants to know why his hearing aid is making funny sounds. Typical situation is that a patient is older, more than 70 years old, for example, wearing hearing aids, and the hearing aid is not well adjusted. So he needs to go to the, to the otologist? Or? Yeah, he usually has to check that. Somebody who gave him the hearing aid should check technically the hearing aid and this is in, I think, 80% of the cases the problem. But it doesn't necessarily mean that the hearing aid is, is damaged? No, not just an adjustment no, problem. Usually not. Okay. Peter Olanketo from Finland wants to know if drugs can um, uh, be blamed to be uh, the cause of hearing losses. I mean, drugs not like IV drugs, more like medication. This is a very important thing in daily life. We know a lot of medications which, are can make, which can make problems there. For example, aspirin. If you take aspirin in a high dosage, dosages can make a problem in the inner ear, but this is usually reversible. Other drugs, for example, antibiotics, gentamicin, gentamicin or for example, something which is used in thermo, uh, chemotherapies, then uh, these effects can be irreversible, irreversible and then they have problems with the inner ear which should be treated with other ways. But there's nothing to do to prevent it because if the doctor says you have to take this chemotherapy, you have to take it. No, there's no way, no way to do it. Another way you need the th chemotherapy and you have to do it. Prevention of hearing loss, say in the elderly, is there any way to prevent the normal decay of hearing? 
losing the hearing uh, in, uh, in elder people is a normal and physiological process. Sometimes it's starting earlier, sometimes later, but this is something which is coming up for everybody. So this is something we just have to adjust to. Thank you, Dr. Mr. Lim, for inviting me into your clinic. Thank you.